there, I'm Tony Reese and welcome to another episode of Thriving Chaos. And as always, I am joined by Marcy Talker. Hi Marcy, how are you today? I am lovely. Lovely. Oh, I love that word, lovely. So let me ask you, uh, we had been speaking before you wanted to do this episode and you were talking about what it feels like to move forward, but not only to move forward, but to move forward with grace and vulnerability. And I love that statement. So tell me the story. What's going on? Well, we were going to do this, was it last week or the week before, but I had to cancel because we had agreed to take a baby that was in the NICU and I ditched you to hang out with the baby sorry oh that's um (laughs) and so we you know we had two teens that were staying with us and now we just have one um and the one that moved on um for her own decision deciding thinking that that was best for her you know that was that was probably one of the hardest things I've ever gone through and I'm sure it was hard for her not to discount that um and as she you know time passed that she wasn't with us we really realized that this was a trauma and for for Tracy and I and then coming to find not too long ago that not only was it a trauma for us but it was a trauma for our other child in the home Mm -hmm. we didn't know and thank goodness she is resilient, mature, whatever, fill in the blank, and kind of took what she was experiencing with kind of a grain of salt because it could have gone very bad, and we could have had two that were very unhappy with us. Um, and we, it was like somebody took a knife and just twisted it into my heart, especially. And, um, there were so many feelings also of anger, frustration with this system that's supposed to be in place um, to protect these kids. We expect them to have a certain degree of um, trauma background in order to work with kids with trauma and, and finding that they don't, and me being a therapist and I shouldn't have to pull the degree card, mm-hmm. but I do sometimes. And that, and that only makes me think, what about the other people that other foster parents or even bio families that can't kind of maneuver their way do that because it. they don't, you know, foster family. I, d- I, I, I learned, unfortunately you're a low man. Nobody cares. It doesn't matter. These kids have lived with you f- for, and you know that they don't, you really have to be loud and speak up and put yourself in um, uncomfortableness mm-hmm. because they don't even ask you. Well, let me back up. <laughs> let me back up a second. Sorry. So you had a teenage girl living with you, correct? Mm-hmm. The, the circumstances happened mm-hmm. and uh, she's no longer living with you. Yeah. So this, within those circumstances, there were a lot of breakdowns, learning, uh, system breakdowns that you had to go through went with that separation when she left your home. Yeah, and that was only the last few weeks. Okay. Um, so that blew our minds even more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is what it is, and we truly 
just want that we adore this kid just as much as before and we want her to be able to fulfill her life's potential and if the few months with us that's just part of her story that's fine Mm -hmm. and moving forward I just hope and pray that you know it works out for her um but you know then and and I don't I hope she is doing well I don't but regardless you know we don't know we have our we're only dealing with ourselves so we kind of felt like what just happened the rugs ripped out from uh, yeah too. right and like the floor mm. too the planks okay and you're like oh my god and um so how did we- you cope because <laughs> your your whole your whole series here is about thriving in chaos and chaos can be good yeah but chaos can also be very sad and this was a very sad time for you so how did you thrive get to thrive again through this um I cried. I let myself feel angry. I let myself feel sad. Um, but I, I and being a therapist, I work with a lot of great therapists, and I have my own therapist as well. So they were a huge help. Um, our county, or excuse me, not the county workers, our our agency workers, our workers from um, Stepping Stone Family Services, each other. Um, and boundaries. Um, I had to, you know, I never wanted to make it so I couldn't be reached by her because I worried that something would happen and she couldn't, wouldn't be able to get a hold of me. But I had to remind myself that she'll find somebody. She's in trouble. And I had to kind of create a boundary for myself because I would keep looking at old pictures or old, you know, old messages. And that's not helpful at this point or, you know, where we were at, it was not helpful. Um, it just was sad. So this period of time that you went through in this fostering process was not a great time for you. And again, you, you've given some great, uh, ways that you've coped, right? Before we move into the moving forward piece of it, which is where where we're going to head, I just want in this journey that you've been on, can you speak to a couple of life lessons that came out of it? Well, first, it wasn't, it was a wonderful experience. I've never, you know, I looked at this child like she was mine and vice versa, whether that's true or not, it's, you know, whatever. Um, It was a wonderful experience. Um. And I f- think that that's part of what became too scary. It was too wonderful on her end, if that makes sense. And ha- maybe feeling the need, you know, in that felt safety, like we've talked about, you know, our brain kind of automatically, we freak out. And then maybe we want to burn those bridges before we think maybe somebody's going to do it to us. Um, so I'm trying to also remember and believe people it wasn't our fault. We couldn't have done anything differently. Um, in fact, we were probably more of an appropriate placement, like the most appropriate placement could have found, you know, two mental health professionals <laughs> on a farm with animals, um, which we accommodated as well, um, additional animals, um, that it wasn't our fault. That's a really good takeaway for people who are listening to your podcast. 
you know, you're doing the best you can within the system. And this was your first placement, correct? Um, she came actually a couple weeks after the first one. Okay, so it's um, that's the and boundaries. Like I, there's a lot of things that I did that I wouldn't do again. Um, with regards to giving whatever is wanted, and mm-hmm. I, I know that that's not what fixes us. But seeing her smile melted my heart, and so. I, I used to just, and I, I, I will watch myself in the future with kind of overextending my emotional self, but as well as my, my finances. And that's not her fault. That's a, that's a me, mm-hmm. bound, you know, that's a Marcy boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And then the other thing that it brought up is that self-care piece of making sure we're dealing with what others are bringing up in us because that's also not their issue. But if we have stuff coming up for ourselves that we're realizing we haven't dealt with, we need to to do that. And, and I think of course the best place is in therapy for ourselves because then we, we, we want to be able to be the friend, the best parent, the best friend to somebody else, you know, or the best partner or whatever we can. And if we're not dealing with the stuff that's bubbling, we're gonna take it out on that individual, and it's not their fault that we haven't dealt with our our stuff. I think that's that's an important takeaway for anybody, though, whether you're in fostering or yeah. you're a parent, you know, a bio. Everybody should or, be in therapy. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm a therapist, so maybe I'm biased, <laughs> but they should. You should, or at least you should realize that your stuff is going to impact everyone around you oh, if yeah. it's undealt with. Yeah, I think that's that's yeah. the message you're saying, but. I want to, in this episode though, we, we had this really lousy period of time and lots of life lessons that you went through and, but so you had to find a way to move forward. You, you had to, right? We have another child that needs us. Oh my goodness. But you didn't, did you go, did you know you were going to get another child? Oh, that one too. I meant, um, I knew eventually, mm-hmm. I mean, we all had to kind of heal in our own time, which was hard for me to accept because when I was ready, I was like, okay, let's go. Um, but then also rec- when we realized how it impacted the other kid, our child that we still had, we knew that it had to be a good fit with her as well. So, all right, we... Believe it or not, we're coming to the end of this episode. I know. I know. Oopsies. But we're going to go into a part two on this because okay. we've talked about what you've been through with this. It was your second foster, but it was still it was still traumatic. And you've given bits and pieces of how you got through it. And you did thrive. You are thriving now. So that provides your listeners with, oh, my gosh, I went through a terrible experience. My heart was broken. But I this is what I need to do going forward. And here are the lessons that I learned. So now, and you still have a uh, foster child with you, right? And we're so, she's kick ass. She's so awesome. And Our now there's daughter. another one, right? Yeah. So let's hold that for the second part and of that, this. I will say, as a hint, so we have an almost 18-year-old, I mean almost, and then the other one is at the complete other end of the life spectrum. Oh my goodness. All right, let's come back for part two. Okay, thank you. <laughs>